0: Welcome to Tiger Paw Radio, the podcast that tackles all the challenges and opportunities of channel convergence. If you provide managed IT, managed print, VoIP, security, or other technology-driven services for your customers, this podcast is for you. Tiger Paw Radio, exploring channel convergence, one stripe at a time. Today, actually, to have uh, Chris Taylor from Fisher Technology. How are you, Chris? Doing well. Doing well. Thank you. Yeah, and uh this one was actually spurred on by a session that I saw you speaking at, I thought it was so powerful, that I want to make sure we could get eyeballs on, you know, this, it's something that doesn't just affect uh, those that I typically serve in the office channel, but it's something I think it's important for uh, companies of all types, right, regardless of the technology service that they're offering, or the kinds of customers uh, that they serve. And that really focused around this whole idea of core values within an organization, right? And I don't think you can have a conversation about core values with a culture. So maybe we'll dive into that a little bit too. But before we go any further and take away your thunder, why don't you introduce yourself for our audience?
1: Okay, perfect. Yeah. So my company's called Fisher's Technology. We're based in, in Boise, Idaho. I uh, have 11 locations uh, kind of in the Northwest Idaho, Montana, Washington State. um Traditional office equipment uh, business, but uh, bought a small. IT MSP in 2013, so we're uh, spending a lot of time and money in, in growing uh, what's hopefully a maturing IT business um, within the confines of traditional copier dealership. And,
0: uh, yeah, that's great. And uh, you know, I've been seeing a lot of that lately. And uh, I, as I mentioned, I just got back from a, an event, Conti, actually in Chicago, and uh, working there with a lot of MSPs and IT providers. and and uh you know definitely that world is uh changing and growing at speeds that maybe the office equipment side isn't right so very excited to see you you know pushing in that direction for sure um what, one of the things we're going to talk about today specifically those core values right so i loved hearing you talk about the core values that you've actually uh developed as a team together at fishers so maybe you could share what those are you know first of all what, what are your core values today
1: yeah, our so we have five core values um the, the first one and these aren't numbered but uh I think mentally we put a prioritization and we see a list the first one is is most important and it is definitely most important for us and that's team so our employees our team members uh, we like the word team itself um so team uh we put people our people first and people in culture everything to to i would argue any organization and so absolutely team is first second is uh customers and actually customers used to be first on our list and we reprioritize those just uh again the mental uh, exercise we go through to to see a list that the top one is most important. So, team, uh, then customers, and then third, which is my favorite adjective right now for for human beings, and that's curiosity. So curiosity is very important to our culture. It's our third core value, uh, and by that we mean, you know, having what we call a beginner's mind, uh, being open to new ideas, new ways of doing things, new innovations, not having blinders on. This is how you this is how you do it, or how we've done it for. 50 years or whatever. Um, that curiosity is very important to our culture. Fourth is trust. And, and this really uh, comes from, uh, we're kind of, pa- we're Patrick Lencioni disciples. If you f- if you read his, his books and f- five dysfunctions of a team, high functioning teams fundamentally have to have high levels of trust and vulnerability in order to do the other things that healthy teams need to do. So we work a lot on, on trust as a foundational layer of, of having high functioning teams. And then finally, is continuous improvement, is that never being complacent. Um, yeah, all these have, you know, a, a shadow side that they, they're, they're not all good things, necessarily, if you if you obsess with continuous improvement, maybe you don't recognize the great efforts that you do have. And so we work on complementing these these values with with other things. But uh, team customers, curiosity, trust and improvement are our five key core values.
0: Yeah, I love that, and uh, and I do. You know, you did say that you actually kind of moved the uh, you know the order around, right? That the team uh, came before customers, and I think I've got a pretty good idea why. But maybe share, you know, kind of what was the impetus there?
1: Uh, so when I, I started in two thousand and six and came in to to do a f- fundamentally a transformation of this of this company, every aspect of it really. Um, and at the time, I put customers first. I, we needed a rally cry. We needed something as a filter for all of our efforts, all of our investments. And that rally cry was customers. I said, team, we're going to go create extremely happy customers. And, and that still is our rally cry. Um, we realized the way we create extremely happy customers though is by having awesome people that love what they're doing, that work cohesively and believe in that mission of, of having extremely happy customers. And so if we don't get the team right, uh, we'll never be able to deliver on on the customers.
0: Right. Yeah, and uh, at Tigerpa, we have a, a similar core value, and that's people first, right? And, you know, in, in our, you know, mantra, it's kind of, it's combined, like, both for the, you know, the staff and the, and the customers, but at the end of the day, like you said, if your team isn't strong, if your team isn't uh,
1: the best that they can be, then they can't deliver the best that they have, right? So, yeah, and and if we're not obsessing with that, then also things like the great resignation that are going on right now, we're much more vulnerable of losing losing great people, we, we've got to put them first in order to not only retain them, but then also recruit new awesome people.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I saw uh, Chip Maselli also speak on this. And one of the things that he talked about, uh, a very similar, I guess, core value is in uh, that retention. Like if you're looking to do great hiring, you've got to do you know great retention first, right? And that it's so critical now uh, with people looking at, you know, changing their uh, careers or finding more meaning in their work or other things, right? That the, I think the values, when you think of the core values the company has, People have their own core values right and once upon a time it might have been just to get the biggest paycheck maybe today that's different maybe it's about life work balance or, or something else right and to you know try and come together with that so i absolutely love it right um th- the other thing that you mentioned there was uh this continuous improvement and i look at that as uh, kaizen i remember doing uh, some managed print assessments actually for toyota uh, back probably just over 10 years ago now and uh seeing that kind of in practice on the floor right where they had their wall where you know uh people would put up suggestions for things that they were doing on the you know the assembly line you know etc right and how that curiosity and continuous improvement can you know obviously come together and i would think that curiosity would lend yourself as as we were talking about that you now have a you know an mspit practice that that curiosity led to that you know kind of diversification right so it really does kind of drive your efforts
1: well that, that's where all the great ideas come from is our as our team and our employees, but we have to have open minds and, and a sincere interest and d- diverse opinions. Um, and when you do that, you can't help but be innovative and, um, and changing in the right ways.
0: Yeah. And and I love all the stuff that you're doing on LinkedIn as well as you share some of this stuff uh, quite openly with other uh, companies and, and customers alike to be able to help you know kind of them to, to see what you're doing there. And they might be able to use some of that to help themselves, right? And certainly one of the things, maybe I'll move on to the next question is that we've obviously lived in a very changed world right that you know through the pandemic uh the like you said the great resignation this this acceleration of uh remote work which i've been doing you know for almost 20 years by the way but for you know the general public it wasn't quite as as common right um cloud everything so moving away from sort of infrastructure based you know sort of things like capex to opex, cloud-based solutions everything in the cloud these things are our our business lives are changing how we serve our customers is changing so dramatically how we serve our people is so do do core values have to catch up with the times and adapt and change or are they sacrosanct maybe you can share a little bit about your views and what happens in these you know great changing times with core values
1: i guess i wouldn't put values in either category um uh do they need to change i think if if they're not the values that you as a leader that you want in your organization and um, that works for your team and your customers, then yeah, we need to change values. If, if, if they truly reflect, I mean, we, we, we can put five words on the wall, you know, any company can put five words on the wall, but if employees look at those and then go in and see the decisions we make and the behaviors we have and um, the, the activity we have inconsistent with what's on the wall, we're doing more damage by putting those words on the wall than uh, not having put them up a, a up at all the reality is we do have values in our business they may not be what we put on the wall they may not be what we want in organizations but uh, again the the culture of the organization does uh, adhere to some set of values and and you may not like them um, right so for us our values they, they they've they've changed over time in terms of the wording itself to to be maybe more reflective of us or easier to consume and remember and and follow. Um, But I don't think they necessarily, as a result of changing times, if, if, if that truly is your culture, your values, you've captured it, you love it, your team loves it, it's working for you. I don't think changing times mean you change those values. That said, we have had to make changes in our organization as a result of changing times, not changing the values themselves, but how do we allow those values to manifest themselves? How do we reinforce those? We've had to, you know, with remote meetings like this, when we weren't able to come into the offices together, we were becoming disconnected. So we had to really amp up communication a lot, right? So reinforcing those same values, they didn't change, but reinforcing them over and over and over again. And when we give employee recognition awards, we're going to do it in alignment with our values. And and I have a monthly... uh, hour long meeting with the whole company, which 175 employees once a month. That's an expensive meeting. <laughs> I wouldn't change it for anything because that's when we reinforce who we are and why we exist here. And I talk about those values throughout the whole meeting. Yeah, I'm giving data, you know, that's the other piece we've changed is to be much more transparent than we ever have been. Yeah. There's a lot of fear and certainty and doubt and, and and when we don't provide information, most humans Fill in those gaps with the worst possible story, right? So, being much more transparent in in those communications as well has been a key transformation of us. Not again, not a transformation of our value, but how do we communicate those values? Um, we've we've amped up training. Uh, it, it, that's not necessarily a reflection of the times. I think it's a reflection of what, to your point, may not be just a paycheck we need anymore. We, you know, the the team, needs to see a cause that they believe in. And they yeah. need to be an organization that believes in them and invests in them and cares about them. And so we've we've done a, a lot of um, effort around increasing how much training we do, leadership training, job specific training, even training just on on other skills people can use in their lives that may or may not have to do with our company. But investing in our employees through training, so those you know those kinds of strategies, tactics, those things are different than, than before, but the values themselves are not at all different.
0: I love it. Yeah, that values themselves are, are pretty, you know, consistent. And, you know, that the the way we deliver on those values, I think is what I'm hearing that might have to change sometimes to catch up with the times, but the values themselves really, if it's a good reflection of the organization and the people, and it's driving you the way you want to go, then changing times are not a problem.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, we, we did ask, though, we say, you know, it the values that we espouse today is that reflective of the people that we're recruiting, the people that we want to recruit, reflective of our job today, which is a different business in IT and you know others than it is before. So we do challenge them to say, are they still relevant? Uh, first of all, reflective of us and who we truly are in our core. And are they still relevant to our team? Or do we need to have a more intentional say, you know what, that's not reflective of us anymore. We do need to change. And then and then you just don't flip a light switch or change the word on the wall, right? You, it, affecting cultural change is, is a long long process, um, deliberate process. So we ha- we have gut checked the validity and relevance of our values to us, and we're not embarked, we love those five still, but we'll check in again. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love this idea
0: though. It, it actually lends itself to your one uh, core value, which is curiosity, right? So like you said, rechecking back and saying, hey, we're curious, is this still us? Is this still what we do, right? I love right. it.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it, it's one of your core values actually feeds that whole process, right? And in fact, it was, it was about three years ago when we had customer first and we had this kind of evaluation and and someone on our team said, you know, Chris, you keep talking about how important our team is and Fisher's is great because of us. Why are we second on the list? And I said, yeah, we looked around. We said, absolutely. That make, why didn't we see that before? You know? Um, (laughs) Yeah. So little shifts there, but, uh, uh. Um, nothing this is that is who we are
0: yeah i love it and like you said it's not that the uh, value changed but that like you said that where it sits in a list definitely does drive that uh, perception of prioritization right so really cool to see that yeah the other thing you mentioned was this whole you know thing about us having these virtual meetings right how you know kind of normalized these have been and i was actually speaking with another guest of mine uh, for an interview that'll come out later which is on uh, basically meeting equity, right? That this idea that when we, you know, care about our people, why do we send them home, you know, um, with different camera equipment or different microphones or, you know, like this whole idea. And it spawned in me that there's this uh, opportunity for, you know, providers to have this kind of equity package, you know, for their customers, right? To say how many remote employees do you have? Here's the package we have for you to be able to, you know, help them have the same meeting experience that, you know, you have, you know, in their office. So Yeah, it's pretty neat. I just, and again, that's that curiosity in me is saying, where's the opportunity? How do we, you know, use those things, right? Uh, But of course, as usual, I digress. (laughs) And uh, uh, keeping myself back on track, um, one of the things that I'd like to ask you is that there's obviously a lot of companies out there that haven't uh, developed sort of a series of core values. I know that people do develop vision and mission statements often, and then they kind of stop there, right? So this whole idea of the core values of, of the organizations may not be done, or they may be looking to... You know improve upon those right so when people are going through this exercise of looking to develop those core values what kind of recommendations would you have for them at least to get started in the right way
1: yeah for me development of mission vision values um i've had a hard time figuring out what comes first i i I find it's a very iterative process because your, your your mission your why and then your vision of what you, what you do with that why, how you go execute on that why. Uh, and then the values that under underpin all of that, because the reason we care so much about this why is our values. that That's kind of an iterative process, um, right. heavily I- intertwined. Um, in terms of development, if you will, or like, again, you don't develop values, they exist in your company. It's more about identifying the values and then saying, are those the values that that work for us or not? Um, and it, the process we went through is we had a third party consultant come in and interview uh, lots of our team members um, and developed. This is what your team thinks you are at the core.
0: And <laughs> um, a great idea.
1: And came came back with and there's you know folks trained to do that. Um, and they they came back with uh, at the time they came back with three things. And so nerve wracking, some third party is going to tell you who you are, they, but it, it is, it's based on our team, right? Um, we loved them, um, but they, they came back with uh, fun was the first one that came back. So for, for us now that's manifested itself or it's morphed into team, right? So that's all sure. part of having a great team, but fun customers. We've been hammering extremely happy customers, extremely happy customers, extremely happy customers. And then this, the sense of continuous improvement came back. Um, and so that we liked them a lot. And so you can see how they, we've added in, uh, curiosity and we've added in trust as a part of, uh, Lencioni's having healthy conflict and all things that we need to do as a team to take advantage of our curiosity. We need to embrace diversity and other opinions. Um, so trust is that foundational layer of healthy teams. We've added those in over, over time. Um, but I, I I would say you don't go develop them. You figure out who you are now scary process potentially and then uh, and then is that who you want to be or do we need to embark in that hard work of changing our culture and um and that so I, I gave a speech one time on on this topic and and at the end q a someone said hey yeah so my, my boss uh i was in hr and they just changed my title to uh, culture so i my mission is to change the culture of the organization where should i start and I said, I wouldn't,
0: <laughs> it, wow. start,
1: it starts with your boss, you know, the owner of the company or this, the top of the organization has to drive, my opinion yeah. has to drive that culture because if someone else goes and drives it and then the top leadership are making in, you know decisions inconsistent with those or don't actually espouse those values themselves or that culture themselves, it's a fail- failing mission.
0: Yeah. And, and it's, it's funny what you say there. What it got me thinking of is uh, the reason that we, um, automated processes, let's say, for example, is to make sure that they happen, you know, the way that they're supposed to happen. And if culture is going to be uh, driven the way that it should, then it has to come, you know, from the top, right? Because it has to be your thing, it has to be very natural, as opposed to forcing it into a shoe, right? Right. I, I really like what you said about um, getting someone externally to come in and have a look, right? Because there is nothing more eye opening than uh, when you go through that process of of, tell me what you see, right? I think I know, you know, who I am, but you tell me what you see. All right. And that's yeah. pretty, cool. yeah,
1: really neat. Well, uh, it, it, you know, I, I could sit in my office here and say, Hey, we're all about this, but w- where it happens is out, is everywhere else in the organization, not here. Right. Yeah. So that, <laughs> those are the people we need to listen to. Of what, what do they, what do they feel day in and day out in the organization? How do they perceive the decisions that we make? And is that consistent with our values or not? So they're the ones who know who the culture is. Right. Today.
0: And especially as you put team at the top of the list, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, we're getting to that point in the interview. Always, I, I call it the impossible question, right? And um, you might have already answered it with the, you know, maybe getting outside help. But maybe there's another, you know, piece of advice you can give for them, you know, for dealers that are looking to do a better job of, you know, kind of defining and living by their core values. What would you recommend for them?
1: I guess the the if I could pick one thing, one one piece of advice, it would be as a leader, be a hundred percent consistent with those values. You know, if, 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 if you say we're all about team first and then they see you treat team members poorly, or they see decisions that are not in alignment with that, we're not being consistent. We're tearing down our culture. So it would be whatever your values are, whatever your, however you define your culture, be 100% consistent to those values. And, you know, when I go work on our culture, which is pretty much how I view my job um i go back to the values them to, as my own guideline and say wh- where where do i think we we can enhance our culture today within these values let's go work on that right so one thing i would say is be consistent with with values and as a leader you you own the culture it starts with you and it ends with you um obsessed with it
0: well i love it i can't thank you for you know that advice and that is words to live by right so live it you know, live it. And when they see that you're living in then it's easier for everyone else to get on board with those values as well, right? Hey, uh, Chris, I cannot thank you enough for uh, taking the time to do this interview. I'm excited to talk to you more in the future uh, about how the technology business sort of changes, uh, you know, how the company moves in the world. And I'm really happy for you guys that you're diversifying into those other technologies. And and it'd be a lot of fun to watch that uh, progress over the years. And I want to thank everybody that's tuned in as well. So for those that are watching, thank you for those listening in. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe and like this video if you can. And until next time, remember, always keep learning. And so we come to the end of another exciting episode of Tiger Paw Radio. If you'd like to listen to more great learning content to help you grow your business, please be sure to visit www.tigerpaw.com and click on the resources tab. You can also subscribe to your favorite podcast platforms to be sure you never miss another episode. And until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and keep that inner tiger strong.